Welcome to the Marriage and Money Podcast with Egypt and Mike. It's official. Oh my God, Becky. Are we doing it, huh? We are really doing this podcast. Um, This is, I'm having flashbacks (laughs) to my radio days, and all of a sudden my blood pressure went up. As every day? No. (laughs) (laughs) How dare us, with that said, how dare us take on something else, right? Well, this was your bright idea. Okay. Can I tell? I uh, let, me tell let me tell y'all what happened. <laughs> so we're in bed after getting Harper down finally, and Mike just busts out, "Babe, I got an idea. Mm-hmm. Let's do a podcast." Yeah. So I look him in his eye, and then I pull the cover up over my head and turn to the <laughs> other side. Because I'm like, how on earth? I mean, we we've got a television show that documents mm-hmm. our life. Not mm-hmm. one, but three businesses. Uh-huh. Three children mm-hmm. and no time as it is. Like, mm-hmm. how are we going to just? Plus, I said everybody and their mama has a podcast. And there's nothing wrong with that. Just because everyone has something doesn't mean they're going to do it the way we're going to do it, right? Mm-hmm. We got a lot to say because we've been married for 18 years. Right. But we're not claiming to be experts. Yeah, we're right? not We're not experts in marriage, relationships. We just know some things. Not experts in parenting. No. Real estate. No. Well, and <laughs> kind of an expert over here. Um, not an expert in finance. Talk to your own accountant. Right. But really, we are a married couple. Mm-hmm. And we make the decision every day yeah. when our feet hit the floor that we want to stay married. Yes. You know, we've been together 18 years. And when you hear statistics that half of all marriages end in divorce, mm-hmm. it's, it can be frightening. So it you want to search for tools and inspiration and be able to pour back into people. Right. So this platform is not just about us pouring out. It's about us being able to receive and learn as well. Yeah. And, and so we also made a commitment to our children, mm-hmm. that we were going to leave them legacy and not debt. So we're definitely talking money and how to set our families up for success as well. So on today's show, yeah. we got an amazing couple. Um, I, I feel like I've known them for years. I have, but I, you know how you know somebody, but you don't really know, know mm-hmm. like what they've been through. Mm-hmm. And then when you hear, you're like, wow, yeah. they've been married for 28 years. Ooh, that's awesome. He has sold millions of albums. Mm-hmm. Traveled on world tours. This is how we do it, fame. Montel Jordan and his wife, Kristen Jordan, who I never knew was his manager. Yeah, I didn't know that either. She's like the quiet storm. Right, but she's the one that gives out those hugs. What does she call them? heartfelt hugs. I need a hug. Not from her, from me, right? I need a hug. But yeah, you better, you better get it right. You gotta get hugs for no other women. Ladies and gentlemen, help us welcome Montel and Kristen Jordan. Welcome, guys. Big Papa in Mimi. In the building. Wait, I love that because it's not your mama's grandparents. No. Uh, No. No. You love it when they call you Big Papa. Uh huh. That's That's it. You know that's what happened, right? First of all, I'm too young to fly to be a grandma. I can't can't swing it yet. Now, I thought you had one, but you have four. You have four Four. grandbabies. Four. Six, five, two, and brand new. He's 14 weeks, and he is, oh my gosh. Y'all spoil them rotten, don't you? Oh, 100%. I know. It's the best job ever. See, I I thought it was going to be a little, like, I don't, I don't want to be a grandma. I'm too young. For, no, it's uh-huh. the best gig. Oh, I totally would have traded this. Matter of <laughs> fact, I probably would have done it quicker if if I knew this was coming. No, That's the Mimi thing is great. Wait, you would have okay done it quicker? Uh, you can't control being a grandmother. Uh, well, ish, <laughs> ish. So yeah. my kids are so spread apart, right? So yeah. we have from 33 to 10. Got you. Right. So like we'll never be empty nesters. Never. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a thing we'll never know. We thought it was coming near close and the grandkids and come see. and it's like, okay, it's never yeah. My mom says she loves being a grandma more than she loved being a mother. And I'm like, what do you mean? And yeah. she says, 
Well, because I can spoil them rotten mm -hmm. and throw them right uh -huh. back at you. Uh -huh. So <laughs> the craziest part is our, our youngest daughter is 10 and our oldest grandbaby is six. So when they come over and they go into the pantry, they're like, hey, can I have corn chips for breakfast? Sure. sure. <laughs> Not and my, you. And my daughter's Not 10. You. I'm like, mm, the 10-year-old, you, you can't. You but baby, you can't. Right. Yeah. She's like, right. wait, what right. happened? I was like, we're not done with you yet. Hold on. You'll be all right. <laughs> wait love a minute. Wait. Love well, I, I love, love that it. you guys are our first guests mm -hmm. on our very first podcast Come episode. Yes. First yes. Marriage and monies. Yes. The monies. and the monies. <laughs> our five-year-old grandbaby, when we travel, he says, they, Big yeah. Papa got to go because he got to go make the monies. <laughs> the yeah. monies. The monies. I think what was it, Father's Day or Father's Christmas? Day. Something. I think it was Father's Day. They put together this gift of, uh, of him asking they ask him questions. Mm -hmm. You know, what do you think Big Papa uh, likes? What do you think he does? And one of his answers, what he does? Oh, Big Papa goes to get the monies. <laughs> you know? so, you got to get a T-shirt that, that says that. Big Papa go get, get the monies. monies. Yes. Mm -hmm. That's right. Listen, so, we appreciate you guys being here, really. Honestly, you know, you, you walk into something that you weren't sure what it was going to be for this being our first episode, right? And we're honored. So yeah. thank you. <laughs> We're honored. We, you know what? We've we've known each other. We have. Can I tell yeah. them how? Please go back. Go back. <laughs> I think Mike doesn't. Know. I'm afraid. <laughs> well, yeah. No. It, it's nothing to be afraid of. It's just really funny because Montel and I were in a play mm -hmm. called mm -hmm. The Sweet, Sweet Spot. Spot. I, oh, yes. I saw that flyer. You showed me the flyer. Did I? You wow. did. Okay, but I don't know if you ever knew this story. No. Okay. So, uh oh. <laughs> I never knew you managed his career. Okay, which is really dope, by the way, because you guys were in business before yep. people, you know, really realized. Really doing that. Yeah. yeah. And you were also newlyweds when your song became a number one. This is, is how correct. we do it. Mm -hmm. So world tours, millions of albums sold. Mm -hmm. yep. She was the quiet storm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So we did this play together. Well, she wasn't quiet behind the scenes. Behind the scenes, <laughs> she was very loud storm. But to everybody else in the world, yes, go on. So we, so we, we get to know each other through this play. And you were there. And there was part of the role babe was I had to jump on your back do you remember this and I was like his wife gonna kill me uh uh she's sitting over there giving no, no, no. <laughs> because I could just imagine right he was this mega star were you a basketball player at some point never a basketball player people assumed just, it just though. because I'm tall and yeah. short and that mm -hmm. came along with the territory but, yeah. okay. but I guess I'm sensitive to the fact of what it would be like for a woman with a husband who is in the public eye mm -hmm. I don't know that I could have been as strong as what you've been. 28 years married. That's like, correct. through mm -hmm. it all. Through it and all. so I was like, I'm not touching her husband. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, it's funny. You get, you get so, like, I don't know, desensitized a little bit of, like, there are things that you expect. I don't think I did in the beginning. In the beginning, we did, people didn't know we were married. Right. Right. Um, so because <laughs> we had walked into uh, our label at Def Jam at the time and we had come from advertising. Mm -hmm. Right. And it was such a counter culture shock. I got to tell you, like mind blown. I come in in a suit. First of all, I walk into Def Jam in a suit. Let's start there. <laughs> Lord, <laughs> Jesus, over. help yeah. us. OK. And so I'm shaping the executive hands. They're like, you different. I was like, oh, dear God, where am I? Yeah. What has happened? Um, but it, the crazy thing is, is they were like, hey, he's not going to sell any records if they know you're his wife. And <laughs> they won't respect you as a manager if you're the wife. Mm. So, and so that's where the whole you'll be behind the scenes. Keep your maiden name. Be Kristen Hudson. I'll be the available single male R&B mm. star. And we can rock that way so that you get the acclaim as the manager 
and I get the acclaim, you know what I'm saying, as the artist. And so our marriage was on the, the back burner. It wasn't, we were wildly successful at music business, mm -hmm. but our marriage was hemorrhaging early on in our marriage simply because we didn't put it first. So it was it was like you felt you had to hide your wife yeah. to be yeah. successful. But you well, know you know what, if we didn't, we didn't. Uh, my thing was, is I wanted to be successful so bad. That was the moniker mm. of my childhood. My mom would tell me, self-sufficient, independent, you got this. Anything you put your mind to, you got this. And I knew in my mind, that was the mantra. Yeah. So I grew up like that. I didn't know if I could be a good wife. We know, I'm glad you went there because it kind of ties in to what I'm getting ready to say because of what I heard out of that conversation. Mm -hmm. Submission and roles. Mm -hmm. How yep. was it for you to play your part in a sense, right? And as newlyweds, as newlyweds, just, that's a lot of pressure. You played a role for the success to happen, right? For mm -hmm. you to be who you are and play a role. How how does that play in your marriage? As far as submission? so, you go home, right? After getting off stage, <laughs> oh. after people screaming, Montel, Montel, and you say, "Well, the crazy part is, is that I did not learn how to submit." Mm. And so, when you grow up in a single parent home. Um, and then it becomes a blended family. A lot of times what happens is you don't, if the tone isn't set correctly, then you don't learn how to submit to anything mm. because you feel mm -hmm. like I was here first. What are you doing? But the truth is, is that if the parent doesn't take a hold of that and allow the children to be in their proper place, then you don't ever learn to submit. So then you get in the world. I know. Can we lean into that a little Please, more? Can yes. we lean into that? Because the word submission. Yeah. It has. A, it mm. seems like a nasty word, but it's the greatest blessing. It is a great word. that, But I had to learn that as well. We yeah. got married mm -hmm. when I was 36. Mm -hmm. I was a huge radio personality in New York mm -hmm. City. I was like you that I'm independent. No, this mm -hmm. was me when my mm -hmm. point out. I'm, I'm independent. <laughs> I don't need a man for nothing. I got my own. But yeah. that was a lonely place to be. Yeah, it was. Yeah. I would literally get off of red carpets, you yeah. know, and get from in front of the camera and go home and cry myself to sleep at mm. night yeah. because I really wanted what I think we all want is love. Yep. Yeah. We all yeah. want understanding mm -hmm. and compassion. We want truth. And I couldn't find it anywhere yeah. in New York. But it was really me. You know, my vibration was mm. my limitation. Mm. Right. Wow. Right. Yeah. So. If if we can lean into that um, a little bit more, because I know some people watching are still saying, uh-uh, girl, submit. Mm -mm. Yeah. <laughs> but, but your definition let, of submission. Let me lean into that a little bit. Submission, um, people think submission is agreement. It's not. Agreement mm -hmm. is agreement. Mm -hmm. <laughs> submission is I disagree, but I come under the authority of someone else's for the sake of of coming into submitting to that. So in mm -hmm. other words, the best uh, the best idea that I got from it, I used to be a big wrestling fan. <laughs> Huge. <laughs> they have something in wrestling called a submission hold. Yep. A submission hold is normally done when a person gets in a compromising situation with the opponent. Even though they're normally wrestling, you're up close and personal, but there are certain moves that if you make the wrong move and you get in this particular mm -hmm. position, Something has to happen. You have to submit. You have to tap, mm -hmm. out, tap out or something will break. Maybe as a kid, you can remember a, a, a family member that would grab your finger and pull it back and say, say uncle, say uncle. Mm -hmm. You're not my mm -hmm. uncle. Right. But if you don't say it, if you don't tap out, that thing gets broken. And, and God never desired for us to be broken like that, which is why 
he gave us this thing called submission because mm-hmm. there's a safety in submission that something that could be broken is able to not be broken because you're willing to say, I'm going to come underneath that thing mm-hmm. to get myself safe again. Mm-hmm. And so in our marriage, God mm-hmm. wants us to submit one to another, mm-hmm. but she wasn't submitted to me and I wasn't submitted to God. And it's crazy to think that somebody, it, I can say this, it is so much easier for a woman to submit to a man who submitted to God. Mm. Facts. And mm. it's very difficult. Because for we a woman can trust. To, because right. you can trust the God in him more than you can trust him. Mm. If you're following God, I'll follow you off the planet. Mm. Whatever you say. Wait, say that again? Be, I said, if you are following God, I will follow you off the planet. Because the truth is, is that... I know that your authority and your orders are not coming as of your own thoughts. Mm. And ultimately, if this doesn't go right, God's coming for him, Facts. not for me. Mm-hmm. Like, it, it, as it was originally you got designed. Dog. You got right? like, yeah. coming for you. Listen, at the end of the day, that's why it's easier for me to submit when I understood what that actually means is that when I come under the submission and the authority of him— He's going to cover us, but he's under a covering, That's right. right? So it's easier for me to submit to him when he's covered by God mm-hmm. because I know his direction and his orders and the way that he's ordering the footsteps, we're good. Yeah. So it's easier like that. But in the originally, it was not this yeah. way. And so that's where the, the friction came, if you will. So, mm-hmm. so let's go back to where it was originally and, and what changed, what shifted to make you guys realize it's time to do something different. We're going to trade in this money mm-hmm. for our marriage. We're yeah. going to trade in this fame mm-hmm. for our faith. And you became a minister. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Okay. So, you know, you talked about being newlyweds. We were only newlyweds for a short amount of time. We came back off our, our little honeymoon over in Mexico. And after that, we went right into finishing an album. And then the, the hit record comes six months later. And then we're out touring. We're on the road. So our life and our marriage really was really a wedding <laughs> and not really a marriage, probably up until six or seven years well, into yeah. our actual <laughs> marriage because we never put our marriage first. <laughs> we put our business first. We put our finances first. We placed all those things and were wildly successful at those things that we put first, but we were not prioritized in our lives properly, which is one of the things that we talk about greatly now. But in that in that time period, um, because I didn't put my marriage first, you can imagine, just like you said, from being New York City, radio, mm-hmm. big, accolades, People, oh, we want to see you, clubs, all those different things. And then you then result back to a quiet space where you could be crying your eyes out because you can be amongst millions and still be lonely. Oh, right. You know what I'm saying? Which is which is a crazy thing. And so we navigated fame and and notoriety of being in the public eye, I mean, not being able to honor my marriage and honor our vows and and allow that to to cover allow God to cover our marriage. Mm-hmm. I can remember I I was in an interview in New York City, mm-hmm. and somebody asked me once, uh, Monte, you got all this fame, you got all this fortune. You have anybody special in your life you share it with? And uh, I said, Yeah, I'm married to my music. Mm-hmm. And were you sitting right there? I said, Yes, but here's the problem, right? So if he's married to his music, that makes me his mistress. Mm-hmm. So we so this starts playing itself out in our marriage it starts playing itself in in our relationship and so i'm traveling going place to place it starts getting shaky out there it doesn't stop coming at you because i'm putting what you said the vibration that you're putting out there mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know people are picking up what i'm putting down right and so from that standpoint right. that was part of the journey that it took us to go to so it wasn't until about 
six or seven years in when I was exposed for the lies and exposed for the inappropriate behaviors and infidelity and Mm -hmm. all that. When that came to a crashing halt, that was the moment when it was like, okay, do you really want this counterfeit fame and career and all of those things, or do you want what God originally put together before all that even hit? Mm -hmm. And that was the moment I think we determined, okay, I think I'm willing to risk it all of these things to be able to have something real. So you you, you touched on infidelity. And today's topic or subject matter is dealing with temptation. Mm -hmm. When that came into the present with your relationship, how did you deal with it? How did you deal with it? No, how did they deal with it? How did you deal with it? Well, no, no, the reason I ask that way is because finances and infidelity are the two reasons that people get divorced. And if five out of every thousand people are married and two and a half of those five, that's 50% of people that get Mm -hmm. married are getting divorced. Mm -hmm. That tells us that some people are not able to cope with those stressors. So, but the fact that you're, you said six years in this happened. Mm -hmm. So 22 years after the infidelity, you're still married, going stronger than ever. Mm-hmm. I need to really digest. And I think a lot of and, women sure, and men yep. need to understand that you mm-hmm. can go through something like that and come out on the other side. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. yeah can, I, can I start? Um, part of what's happened is I think people have drawn a line in the sand. Mm-hmm. They have determined if this happens, I, I got to tell you all, social media is, it is the gift and the curse. It is. Yes, it, it is. is. It's the gift it and is. the curse. We've gotten to the point we don't even hardly, unless it's church-related, we don't even read comments anymore mm-hmm. because we'll make it's a simple statement. We put out a simple statement where we said uh, we took divorce off the table. Mm-hmm. That's how we got. That's mm-hmm. how we stayed for they 20, asked, what, 28 how years. Did you how did you make it make last, it last for, 28 for 28 years? years? We said we took divorce off the table. And just the con, like Ooh. people going in. <laughs> no, divorce is always, I, well, if he cheated on me, oh, his wife must have done this. Or like, mm-hmm. like they go mm-hmm. in because anybody mm-hmm. gets a lot of courage from behind, you know, keystrokes. Keep more courage. Keep more courage. But, but the, the challenge in that was that when she had the right to leave, she had the right to take half. Mm-hmm. God is t- saying to her, why would you leave and take half when you can stay and have it all? And so from that standpoint, we got to that place of trying to determine, okay, I'm willing to give up everything else for God to do something in me for us to be able to, to stay together. And so that's where our journey really began because mm-hmm. people want to know from her, well, how did you, why did you stay? That's the main question because right. you're saying, right. what, what happens? This? Mm-hmm. You, no, I want to know well, you. Right. No, so here, here's the truth. So like I... Truthfully, in the back of my mind, in retrospect, I knew. We always know. But but the thing is, is that I... Say that again. Can I say, we always know, but yeah. even before we have the proof, yeah. our gut. Like, yeah. women, we were blessed with an intuition, yeah. I really believe, in a foresight, in a knowledge to, to read vibration mm-hmm. as well. We know when our man is moving differently. We know when you're mm-hmm. not touching us the same, not looking at us the same. We know. I don't think that's a female trait. I know. I think, no, I'm it's, yeah. I think I'm that's just a person that is in tune with thyself. Because yeah. we, okay. ha- I, I'm, I'm, I'm but good it's at reading and knowing. intuition. Okay, you can have that no, part. Yeah. <laughs> but I be knowing too. Yeah, yeah. But you, you do know, but here, here's the truth. Like, so when you are propelled to the level that we were in the the spotlight that mm-hmm. we were, mm-hmm. there are certain things that you're like, how do I make this train not 
fall off the tracks, mm-hmm. right? So, because it's not just us. We've got yeah, it's a business, hundreds it's a of people that are employed by us. Like, mm-hmm. it's, it's a whole thing, right. right? So, like, you see it, but you're kind of like, no, I, I got to I gotta keep mm-hmm. focused on, and it's coming at you so fast, right? So, here's the truth. When it all comes out, I have a friend that calls me, and we go on an annual birthday trip, and she was like, hey, one, I'm not going. I just want to let you know. I'm so sorry. I love you, but where's Montel? I was like, okay, that's odd, yeah, like but these okay. These are lifetime friends. That these are had. lifetime friends, right? So, she gets him on the phone. He goes like, ghost, right? Yeah. So He's like, hey. Um, if you don't tell her, I will. You got twenty four hours. So it was. So like, she knew someone that you were having. No, she. We were. Understand. We had a tight knit group of folks that we traveled together. We we put people on. We had choreographers and dancers mm. and people that handles. Like we had a, a whole group of people that for years moved as we moved the and, and toured. Yeah, mm-hmm. and so they would see things. And it was like, don't say, scenes. but this is a, you know, this is a moving train here. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? This is the guy who's paying for the studio time. This right. is the guy who's buying all the wardrobe and we got the flights to, to go to Germany next week. And, you know, he looked like he might be in the club being a little too friendly with somebody, mm-hmm. but you know, I guess that's what happens in this industry or whatever. Mm-hmm. And maybe his wife knows, maybe she does, but I'm not going to be the one. To, and so people a- for their livelihoods and everything, Mm. They were rocking with Just us. Squash they it. Were... Silence is complicit. Mm. But here's the problem. So the thing is, is that, so when this happens um, and it gets revealed, I am like 17 shades of hot, right? So I go to confront. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> oh, so you knew who it was? <laughs> there were several. Well, there were people that were in my inner circle. So that was the hard. Initially, part. my indiscretions were outside of our circle. Mm. And I would go through this period of, oh, guilt, shame, go back to God, God help, fix me, getting back in the word, and, and then I'm good. And then after a couple more weeks or whatever, then I fall back into it again. And and so it was this unstable, this instability of double-mindedness, you know, as a man of going back and forth and hiding it for years and hiding mm. it for years. And just from that entire journey of that, that was how when someone actually saw and knew that struggle and had been keeping, okay, there's been so much inappropriateness or whatever. At some point, that external stuff, I'm okay, let me just insulate myself with just my people. I can't go out here. I can't be out here. I can't do all that stuff anymore. Let me just hang with my people. And then somehow my people opened themselves to the same things that externally was there now okay. it's internal. I am. Because basically, now when I go back to it's really because everybody knew but didn't say a word. Mm-hmm. And so that that's hurts. what I was conf- Yeah, that yeah. was what I was confronting. Yeah. But the truth is, is that when I come back, uh, I'm on my way back, and, and my friend says to me, she says, I have one question for you. Did you ask God what he says? I was like, ooh, girl, bye. No, because I already know what he's going to say, and I don't want to hear that. Mm-hmm. Um, and the truth is, is that I went, I flew on an overnight flight, went straight to church. And we had three services. I sat outside for two. And on the third one, I went in and I laid at the altar and was like, God, what are we doing? And crying out. And Mm -hmm. this is not altar time. (laughs) This is in the middle of service. 
And the Lord got to get a picture of that. That's kind of right. Like, no, I just got to mind you. There's like five thousand people in this sanctuary, and I am weeping. But but that's that's where you lay it down, though. Yeah, hundred percent. Well, it's where He meets you, right? He doesn't care who's there, and nor did I care who was there, honestly. Um, And He said, "Stay. You and your daughter's life depend on it." And I even know what that meant at that time. But what I knew is the sovereignty of God. You Mm -hmm. know what I don't, and I trust you. I think Mm. people perceive staying in a marriage where there's infidelity or distrust. They they perceive that as weak Mm -hmm. when really the strength is in being able to stay in in being able Mm -hmm. to forgive. Not being able to forgive is weakness. It is. Mm -hmm. Right. But being able to say, I love you unconditionally. And we act we we made a covenant between each other. I recognize that you are a man. You are a woman. It is only God that gives us the strength. And it's only God that can do that. And so we're submitting mm-hmm. to his will. Right. And I'm not a preacher, but I'm going to preach. <laughs> we're, we're submitting. Because, listen, we're not perfect either. Neither do we. We don't. We have problems yeah. even to this day in our relationship, right. which is part of the reason we wanted to do a podcast. Yeah. To continue to dig and seek mm-hmm. inspiration yeah. and motivation from other couples right. who've been doing it longer, who've been through some of the same things. And right. so we're grateful for you being this transparent, guys. Absolutely. But, but I recognize the strength. Strength mm-hmm. in you from the moment you walked in the door, yeah. and and the king in you yeah. <laughs> as well to be able to to rise and recognize that you know yeah. if I want my wife and I want my family, yeah. I got to walk right. I got to be the example. Yeah. And let me just throw this in here: um, that when this all is going down, there's just she and I and our four year old daughter. That's mm-hmm. it. But now you know we've been talking offline even before we started the, the podcast and everything that we've got. Five you know kids. what I'm saying? Five kids. And four grand. Four grand. But they don't exist without the yes. None of this happens without the yes that she made back then. Mm-hmm. The yes that people would say, oh, you weak for staying. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We don't have the marriage we have now that's better than ever. The intimacy we have now mm-hmm. that's better than ever. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Sex after 50, right now, it is better than ever. And I mm-hmm. thought I was doing Ooh, something. I'm looking forward to that. <laughs> I thought you, I was you know, good at 40. All, all that, but listen, though, but, but all of that does not exist if we don't have that yes back when it was real, real mm-hmm. messy. You know, we don't have marriage ministry together. We don't have a place for public marriages to heal in private if we didn't say yes back then. All of those pieces to the mm-hmm. to that puzzle, all the, the the promise was on the other side mm-hmm. of that yes. Mm-hmm. It didn't come before we said, like, mm-hmm. I'm going to promise you this if you say yes. It was, I need you to say yes. Right. God came and said, I need you to say yes to this. And you're like, I don't even know what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I need your yes. And then if I can get your yes, then I can trust you with whatever I'm going to give you mm-hmm. because it's not based on what you can see. So really, it had to happen that way yes. because it's your testimony. It's your That's trial that, that gave you guys the ability to be able to literally as a couple mm-hmm. and individually walk through the hellfire That's and right. come yeah. out on the other side with buckets That's of water for other and other not married even couples. Smell like smoke. And not smell yeah. like smoke, right. baby. But let, let, well, let's keep it 100 mm-hmm. percent, right, because there are there are people listening that are going to watch this and say, Listen, I'm an atheist and everything you're saying does not relate to me. Right. So what I'm, I'm there's two parts that I'm hearing because of what I saw in your notes. One is I honestly believe that yes can't come if she didn't see something in you. Mm-hmm. Right. 
because there's someone listening thinking, oh, I can go cheat. And she's going to say yes because God telling her not to say yes. Will. Right? Not every woman will. Not every woman is, is. And it's not just about man, woman. If that man is going to say yes, I think you have to see something in that person in order to say yes. And God has to then approve that as well. Right. So with that said, I'm also hearing, did you marry and continue to stay married for money or was it for love? Right. Mm. Because in the mm. beginning, you stated that, you know, mm. it was all about, you know, a look finance, et cetera. When you got together, was it a business proposition or was it, I am in love with you and I want to do this outside of money or not? So funny thing is, is that before we got married, I got saved. Like mm. in, radically, we had broken apart. We were mm-hmm. dating and broken apart. I got saved. And so then he came back. I want to get back with you. Great. On so- Wednesday at 7 p.m. or Sunday at 11, mm-hmm. you can come and see me. He was like, seriously? hundred percent. Yeah, I was chasing and, her. She was chasing God. So I got his confirmation before I ever even pursued this. In fact, I tried to pray him away, like to Timbuktu, literally was like. <laughs> tried to pray you away. hundred yeah. percent. And I wake up having dreams like, oh, Timbuktu. What is going on? What is going on with me? I, I promise you I tried to pray him away. But the thing is, is that he kept showing up. Kept. I was like, okay, God. And he would confirm that that. So. But I say that it's important, especially for those who are dating and wanting to be married, mm-hmm. make sure you know what you're signing up for because it's, mm-hmm. a, it's a complete encompassing yes, yeah. right? Because now when I know that he's the one, I'm never asking dumb questions like, gosh, I wonder if he was the one. I wonder if God has someone else for me. No. My only question is how do we get through this? Mm-hmm. Yeah, because so my God gave me the it was me. So even when we hit this trial, I only have one question. I don't know how to do this. Mm-hmm. But what I do know is, you know more than me. Because the funny thing is, is I didn't check the pattern. And a lot of times I think we don't check the pattern. Mm -hmm. And the enemy is a punk and he plays the same pattern, right? So I was the same years old as a kid. My parents were married the same amount of years and it was over the same issue. But her parents had the same thing with a father that had an indiscretion Mm -hmm. and they divorced. Mm -hmm. And that was the pathway that they chose. And Mm -hmm. so, and so I, I knew how that script played out. So my thing was, I could choose that script or I could choose God's script. I don't know how that goes, Mm -hmm. but I'll bet you it's better than this one. Yeah, And can I, let me just lean in just for a second, because you said for somebody that may not even believe in the God stuff that we're talking and and attributing this to, um, you may not believe in, in, in God, but you got to believe in gravity. And the thing that we understand is whether you believe in gravity or not, there are laws that come along with gravity that exist and if you think you can step off the side of a building and not fall, mm-hmm. unless you're a Superman or some other hero that can fly, gravity works whether you believe in it or not. And so some of the the laws and some of the things that we believe God has put in play are spiritual laws that whether you believe in them or not, they still are in play. There are laws of generosity that if you give, it'll be given unto you. Mm-hmm. There are just certain things that are just practical uh, without even spiritual context. And so when it comes to even marriage, um, you have to believe that there is something greater in a person that would want them to do good. If you can't even call it God, you got to believe there's good in somebody or that there's something there. You may not even have a name for it, right. but you got to have a belief in something beyond just the person sitting there in front of you. Mm-hmm. Because if that's the case, then I believe we're all doomed because we're all human mm-hmm. and without something inside of us that can give us a a moral compass or a guide or some type of place between good and what's not good, 
uh, you have to be able to have that. Yes. So and that's solid. Yes. Yes. So this is Marriage and Money podcast. Yes. So we want to talk money with you guys as well. Money. We got to talk about the money. <laughs> <laughs> and but before that make every couple come here do that. <laughs> talk, the about the <laughs> talk about the money. Before we do though, I feel like we we got to bring that full circle, mm-hmm. right? Because mm-hmm. you gave us a lot, and yes. thank you for that, and super transparent. But give some couples who are literally going through the same moment in life right now. And they're like, should I stay? Should I go give them some tools they can use? Mm. Uh, Tools you can use. I would say, first of all, uh, if divorce is an option for you, you got too many options. Mm. Now I get it. If divorce is an option for you, we're saying you got too many options, but if you choose to keep that as an option, that is a choice that you make. But then you can't ask us how we stay together for 28 years and how we're going to be married to each other happily together forever mm-hmm. because we know we've taken some things off the table. And if you think about it, just from the standpoint of you can put a, a weapon on the table and you can say, hey, if you do this, this weapon comes into play. If I do this, this weapon comes into play. Nobody wants that. Mm-hmm. But that's what happens when we put divorce on the table. <clears throat> it's a weapon. It's and a weapon. anybody and have access to it, it and they'll mm-hmm. use it. You know, and so that's the first thing I would say, take that off the table and then place God in that position if that's what you believe to be able to help you navigate that. Mm -hmm. And then the second thing I would say, uh, practical tools is stop trying to balance things that need to be prioritized. Facts. We hear all the time. How do I balance my marriage and my career? You don't. How do I balance my marriage and my kids. How do I balance our finances and this? Mm -hmm. And the reality is some things were never meant to be balanced. Mm -hmm. When I think of how do I balance my career and my wife balance by definition is trying to give equal value to something. Mm -hmm. Is my career equal to my wife? Mm -hmm. Not in God's eyes Mm is not something has to, has to have more take precedence. And so if I say my wife is going to take precedence over my career, my children uh, are are not going to take precedent. You know, we've seen couples that, hey, my kids, they come first. My kid, I don't know no wife that wants to come behind a kid. Mm-hmm. I don't know no husband that wants to come behind a child. Even when you were talking about mm-hmm. uh, your daughter, uh, who, uh, when you guys got married, you you gained a daughter. At some point, we have to understand, even if you have a child in a marriage that was there first, me and mommy come first now. Yeah. Sorry, even though and you were here a, first. And you're so right. Yeah. But it's a tough one oh, for yeah. a mom. Oh, I will admit. Hard. And, and my yeah. husband has been so good about it, yeah. you know, because he sees me stretched yeah. often. Yeah. They don't yeah. they they want that, they love that, mm-hmm. but it's mommy everything. Yeah. And you're right. In order to feed our marriage, I had to press reset, mm-hmm. you know, because I had it wrong. I had it wrong for years, yeah. right? Yeah. And so that I acknowledge mm-hmm. as being truth and light. And yes, yeah. but it is hard. It's hard. It's hard. But, pri- but anything that's yeah. worth it is hard, right? Yes, it is. So like you don't get a bomb mm-hmm. body without getting in the gym. Yes, you do. <laughs> Girl, yes, you do. <laughs> you got you can pay for number. it. <laughs> but, but you still, but it still costs. Right? right? Yeah. It's going to cost you in the gym or it's going to cost you in your pocketbook. <laughs> Either how. So, yeah. so, but that's prioritizing. So yeah. we, we got to talk money. And I, you know, I don't want us to run out of time without really hitting this hard because you guys are just, you're a wealth of knowledge. Mm-hmm. You really yes, are. And a wealth are. of truth. Yes. You also went through bankruptcy yes. and are completely honest about that. Yeah. So help folks navigate. How does that happen, right? You you sold millions of records mm-hmm. and you guys got all these businesses. How does that happen? 
Mm. We're supposed to have uh, lawyers for your lawyers yeah. and accountants to watch yeah, your accountants. accountants. Do that. And a lot of times, uh, I think I spoke about this just just the other day. There are things like gravity <laughs> that are put in play that the government has standardized mm-hmm. that if you don't know those laws, it doesn't mean they don't exist. And so one of the things that we fell victim to was in the process of lack of knowledge, lack of knowledge. Mm-hmm. Um, we took uh, some resource from the record label. Uh, we did a song deal where we said, we'll do three songs. And they gave us like $50,000. Uh, the accountant we had at that time or whatever, did not pay the taxes on that $50,000. Mm-hmm. And so that, amount would have been about $11,000, that $11,000 compounded interest over time. And they won't tell you until three years later. Yeah. So do yeah. that math. So yeah. 11% a day of $11,000 is oh about $1,100 a day. And then they let it go for like three years. And then they come to your door and say, hey, Montel, uh, you owe the government $1.7 million. It's like, how do I, I do not owe the government. Yes, you owe Jesus the government $1.7 million. So- the real the the reality of having to file a bankruptcy in that scenario, Montel was not one one point seven million dollars in debt. Montel Jordan was about eleven thousand dollars in debt, but because of the laws that are in place, it's the it's biggest assessed, heist the in the world. Day. You're Gangsta. like when I was in the studio recording. Gangsta. Where were you, Mr. IRS agent? Gangster. But listen, all the other you know actors that when you see oh Wesley Snipes holds the government twenty million, Wesley don't hold the government right. government. Right. He does not. He somewhere along the line. He didn't have a, a an accountant watching his account, mm-hmm. and somewhere he got a a, a deal or something, and, and got a five hundred thousand or a million somewhere, and the taxes that was supposed to be paid on that went into default, and the interest compounded per day. Mm-hmm. Now you owe twenty million, you owe forty million, and yeah. that's just the that's the gangster of the IRS. Touching on money still, let's stay there for a real quick second, right? What is your philosophy regarding money? Because from what we oh, understand, yeah. you only have one account. That's yes. Correct. But yeah. how's that working? Well, here's well the beautiful part is is that see a, a lot of times people have two accounts because they have an exit strategy, mm-hmm. but we have an eternal Ooh. strategy. Y'all just read us. Okay. We we got several accounts, so yeah. y'all just read us. <laughs> but, but we might stand on the opposite side no, of the no. table. So you okay. Listen, okay. You, you we have you we have multiple accounts, but our name is on every account mm-hmm. because together. we're gonna be together. Okay, and, and I understand that people got an issue with that, mm-hmm. and you know for business, well if I had this beforehand, you gotta have your she money. I, Listen, she money is an exit strategy because guess what your mind thinks individual thoughts when you have your own things mm. yeah. right this is our everything we do is we it, if you don't yeah. it, what happens is is that when doubt comes or when the trial comes mm. when situations come you have an inkling of a thought well this would be well, easier if or, guess yeah. what there is no easier if if it's both of us, it is what it is. And that's, again, taking the divorce off the table. Those mm-hmm. are things like that because what happens is is that this was my mom's thoughts of the, hey, you should have uh, an individual account. Why? Mm-hmm. Because if it doesn't go right, that was the description. You want to have an extra strategy. Have an extra strategy. <clears throat> there is so, no out. Um, well, uh, so yeah. Goes, so, so, when you go buy your purse, so we're done now? So in that joint account, so when you go buy your purses, you ain't worried about her buying her purses. When you go buy your jackets, you ain't worried about him buying his jackets. There's a budget for that, right? Okay. So you know what, what listen, she got to look fly. It's tough. Mm-hmm. It's rough in these streets. So she got to have the, <laughs> she got to have that money, right? Yeah, like, as I wear two pairs of Spanx. Yes, right. go ahead. <laughs> Sis, 
I am all about my the girl. Spanx ain't Spanx. Cheap. She is something. I'm a man that no. They're not. I'm a man to But <laughs> the integrity that they hold, let's Jesus, say. Yes, that the Spanx hold? Or yes, yes. Okay, so. Just really quickly. Sure. Um, do you know that every time you fly, they never give your pilot a parachute? You know why? Mm. Because if your pilot has a parachute, he's got too many options. Facts. Mm. He's in that plane One to job. take it up, get it to where it's going, and get it there safely. Mm. They don't give you a parachute. You know why? Because if you get up there and you get some turbulence, mm-hmm. you be ready to jeopardize the entire plane, mm-hmm. ripcord, and kill us all. Your That's... plane to open up the door to get out, yeah. and it's turbulence. Yeah. Mm. Planes were designed to fly, get where they're going, and to land safely. And in our marriages, in our accounts, and all those things, it's designed to take off together, reach its destination together. And so, because of that. We believe, and everybody doesn't believe that, mm-hmm. but we believe separate bank accounts is giving you a parachute in your marriage that says, if it gets a little rocky, if the air gets thin, if the little oxygen mask comes out, I want to know that if I need to be out, that I can be out, mm-hmm. even at the detriment of everybody else. Listen, if that pilot gets out and makes it safely, do they look at that guy like he's a hero? Hey, the plane was going down. Everybody, you know, we got mm-hmm. somebody made it. <laughs> that's that's what we look like. Sometimes. So that's what it looks like. I love your your philosophy about marriage as well as finance. Yeah. We do sit on the opposite side of the table on sure. on this one. When we got married, I was thirty six, and I had already worked in a mass millions. Mm-hmm. He had his own businesses. He had already worked in amassed assets. And and, uh, when we came together and we started businesses, we did indeed start making money together. But it was a struggle for us. And I think what we have to do is be honest, as phones ding in the studio, um, we we have to be... you know, very honest about what our stressors are and yeah. not, not everybody's where you are. Yeah. Okay. Which is yeah. again, why yeah. we had this podcast so we can yeah. draw inspiration and wisdom for, for us. It was, you have your account. Mm-hmm. I have my account. We have our joint account. Mm-hmm. Every dollar that we make, no matter who makes more or not, 50% of everything we make goes into the joint account, but ran by trust, ran by our trusts. Mm-hmm. Uh, so ultimately it's all ours because, yeah. you know, we, we yeah. control the trust. It's all ours, but it's not even ours. It's our children's because right. the trust trust is for the benefit of the children. But I, I do believe that when we come together in the marriage, there's the us, yeah. but we wanted to have individualism and still some right. level of anonymity. I'm not saying that no, no, I got in the you. church and under God's eyes, that's the way to do it. I am saying it works for us. Well, well guess what? what? What, what doesn't work for us is time. Right. What What does that mean? That, that means mean? we are. You cannot be close. about to say what you're about to is say. Is he trying to close? This I'm trying because let listen. him let him finish his no, statement. No, I'm gonna let him finish his statement. I'm, <laughs> I'm, this is for you. What? <laughs> no, oh, my wife I was will go. So much. My wife oh. will go. Was that? You know? Did he just shut me up? No, he I don't think that was that. No, that's not what that was at all. Not at all. Not at all. Not at all. No, this this has been amazing, right? And there's this part of a show where we get to say one to go on. Want to grow on. Before right? we do that, can we have him finish his I sentence? I want him though? to. That's okay. where I'm going, baby girl. All right. So I don't even know what I was going to say. See? <laughs> what That's say? what I'm saying. That's okay. No, I, um, we we don't necessarily have to a- agree on that point. And and once again, I, I think that I, as I look and I think 
about our kids, you think about your children, when they one day get married, do you want them to go into a relationship with make sure you have yours and you have yours so that no matter what you've done, we, it's 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 very, very different thought process. But when we got married, sometimes it's later. Sometimes there's lots of different journeys. When we got married, everything got married. Mm-hmm. Our families married each other. Our bodies married each other. Our bank accounts married each other. For us, we fully embraced that we are going to be one in everything. And now, mind um, you, we had the we had the deal before we got married. But the the crazy part was is that like the, there there were people telling him, "Hey, you should have a prenup." He's like, "I feel like if I do that." I'm saying I'm going this is going to end with an exit strategy. And, and so that's what I'm saying. That's, that is strategy. so honorable, you know, which is why it was important for you guys to be the first couple mm. we yeah. interviewed. Because, yeah. no, I think that we should want to emulate couples who are doing it mm-hmm. successfully, not who are perfect, mm-hmm. you know, not who've not been through anything, who've been through and they're still successful. And they've, y'all been through everything yeah. and, and you're yeah, successful. Man. And so I think a lot of people look to you and aspire to you. And you got mm-hmm. this book, This Is How We Do It. Yeah. And, you know, I think all of that is just to understand your philosophy. We still a work in progress. Yeah, and, yeah that's but, good. But, but also I think... There's um, there's just a level of knowing that half of people who get married don't stay together. Yeah. Right. And so to be able to pray, hope and work for the best, mm-hmm. but also to protect yourself, if God forbid, right. the worst, mm-hmm. you know, maybe there's wisdom in yours. And then there's there's some logic in the way that we do things yeah. as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, I, yeah, I, I don't I don't at all. It doesn't work for everybody, mm-hmm. but like you said, you're you're a work in progress. Mm-hmm. Right. And from that standpoint, uh, one, we hope you'll have us back. Mm-hmm. We hope we get a chance to come back oh, and be no, with you because there there's so, so much, much to talk about. Yeah. So much. Uh, and then we want to walk alongside of y'all, mm-hmm. too, yeah. as you are navigating to be able to, you know, as you get information, you can then adjust. And if, if you know, you say, hey, maybe that, that resonates as true to me, mm-hmm. yeah. you know, mm-hmm. and from that yep. standpoint, you know, when you hear about the parachute, there might be something that says, you know what? Maybe it is a parachute. I don't know. But if it is, mm-hmm. why do I feel like I need to have the a parachute? Shoe account. My mm-hmm. shoe and so account. this could be in your journey, <laughs> you know, it could just be a stepping stone to be able to, you know, who knows what happens, you know, right. over time. Right. Sure. Right. Agreed. We are so blessed to have you here. Yes, Guys, indeed. as you can see, <laughs> full of wisdom, full of knowledge, full of truth. The book. You want to tell everybody how to get it? Making Absolutely. your marriage a masterpiece. This is how we do it. Making your marriage a masterpiece. You can go get to um, MontelandKristin.com. That's correct. Uh, Montel with two L's. Kristen, with K-R-I-S-T-I-N. And the and is spelled out A-N-D. Montel and Kristen. And you can get it on Amazon. Yes. And they can join you at church. Absolutely. Yes. Absolutely. At Masterpiece, P-E-A-C-E, church.com. Yeah. Uh, YouTube, Facebook. Yeah, we meet every Sunday night virtually. It's a virtual house church out of Georgia. But we meet, we got people all over the world that are watching right now, 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on mm-hmm. Sundays for people that are on the go, that are doing TV shows and flipping mm-hmm. re- rental properties <laughs> and playing in the NFL. And people that are on the go that yeah. for whatever reason can't, get to a church, we bring the church to them and we awesome. preach and teach and worship right from our living room to your living room. And what about your social media handles? Uh, Instagram is Montel and Kristen. Facebook is Montel and Kristen. YouTube, Montel 
and Kristen. <laughs> Bank account. <laughs> Montel, Montel and, Kristen. and Kristen. I wish I had a bell to ring. Ring a bell. Ring a oh bell. Where's God. that ding? Ding. Where's the yeah, ding when you need it? That's what it is. Oh, my goodness. So going insert it right there. We, we always like to, to end everything we do with mm-hmm. one to go on and one to grow on. Because yeah. we believe that there's a blessing and a lesson in mm-hmm. everything. And, yeah. and certainly yeah. you guys being here has been a blessing. You have your one to go on, correct, babe? I do. I have one to go on. I mean, there was so much to draw from there, but I feel like what they said doesn't need an exclamation point. So mm. I'm going completely in a different direction here. If you show me 10 multimillionaires, today I could probably show you eight people with antidepressants in their medicine cabinet. Mm. Mm-hmm. Because the one thing that money cannot buy is joy. Mm-hmm. Money cannot buy you happiness. And you have to be in control of your own happy. It can buy you a lot of things that mask sadness, Mm -hmm. but it cannot buy joy. So part of this marriage and money podcast, you know, people always ask me in my business and ask Mike and I, how can I create multiple streams of income? Mm -hmm. You know, it's always about money. But first we got to ask, how can we create multiple streams of joy? Mm -hmm. That's good. Because having one without the other, it's worthless. Worthless. Yes. Want to grow on, baby. Yes. Yes. Love That's that. That's really good. One to grow on. You know, it came to me as we sat here and I listened to everyone speak. And for me, it is understanding that there is no rules to a right relationship. Mm-hmm. You have to do what works for you and your significant other because comparison kills. Mm-hmm. Right? You don't know what anyone else has going on in their home and you try to emulate that and it goes wrong for you because you are not being your true self. Mm-hmm. True. So we have to understand thyself mm-hmm. before we can learn each other. Mm-hmm. Learn yourself so that you can be there fully present for the other and then grow together as a couple and understand that, again, there are no rules for a right relationship. And, and so I'm going to remember that when you tell me, babe, around huh. the house, the rule was that <laughs> y'all heard no, no, right no rules right to the right relationship. Comparison so when you tell kills. me, when you, when you tell me, babe, the dishes don't face that way in the dishwasher. They're supposed to face to the left. Mm. No rules. I'm sorry. We go. They like all this got all rules. So it's all right. <laughs> Listen, guys. Ladies we, and gentlemen. We are Egypt. And I'm Mike. And this is the Marriage and Money Podcast. We are so grateful yes. for you uh, sharing time and space with us. And be sure to check out Marriage Real Estate. Thank you.